Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. My dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm delighted that you're with us today. Now, as you know, if you've been with us for a while, the core fact of all our lives is a certainty that what we experience in a very limited way as human consciousness is actually the base creative force that continuously manifests this universe. All our minds are part of that one infinitely creative mind, capital M, and therefore, such phenomena as mental telepathy are easy to explain. We're all part of the same mind. What's more, the minds of all the people we used to think were dead also are part of that one mind. And just as some who are gifted at mental telepathy can communicate at a distance, uh, they can do remote, remote viewing, they can do all kinds of phenomena with their minds. Well, some people have the gift of being able to communicate very well mentally with those that we used to think were dead. Now, as you may know, I've been skeptical of mental mediums. I mean, think about it. They're mind reading with dead people. For a long time, I thought, yeah, I don't believe, not so much. Then about 20 years ago, I went through a period of testing, maybe a dozen mental mediums, and it just reinforced my skepticism. Because since I went in, of course, as a major skeptic, I can't believe this is real. I didn't get much in the way of results, and that was dumb of me. Much later, I've come to understand that there are some mental mediums who have truly extraordinary abilities. We've had some of them have guests here as guests as on Seek Reality before, and our guest today is another wonderful mental medium. Carolyn Mulner is a Canadian. She, she has more than 30 years of experience in this field, and she tells me her list of clients is, you know, worldwide. It's easy because, of course, there's no distance where, where the dead are. So wherever you are, she says she works with people in China. Wherever you are, you can talk to her by phone, and your, your loved ones are both with you and with her. And that is, to me, an amazing thing, but it's true. It actually tends to work better by phone than even it does in person. Carolyn teaches classes on mediumship and psychic development, and she's led workshops across Canada and at Lilydale in New York, which is a wonderful place. We'll talk about that. Carolyn is highlighted in some of the books Psychics and Mediums in Canada, and also Medium 7, which is Evidence of the Afterlife and Predictions. She's been profiled in national Canadian newspapers. She's big in Canada, as you could see like the Toronto Star, the National Post, and the Globe and Mail. And she, this is, I think, fun. She wrote, produced, and directed a one-woman play called What? You're a Medium? at the 2016 Toronto Fringe Theatre Festival. Boy, she's a woman of many gifts. Carolyn has released guided meditation CDs. She's written two books, and one of them is called Compassionate Messenger, True Stories from a Psychic Medium. I've just read that book, and we'll be talking about it today. Carolyn, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We have we have a lot of fun on Seek Reality. We're never sure where it's going to go, but it, wherever it goes, it's a fun trip. And we'd like to start by getting to know you a little bit. Um, what? Tell us a little about your history. How did you first come to understand you had gifts like this? And tell us about that. I've always had it. Um, I was born with it. 
I used to be able to predict things when I was four and five years old. My mother would say, Carolyn, what do you get on this? And I would tell her and she'd go, oh, that can't be possible. And I said, Mom, don't ask if you don't want to know. I mean, I was so certain. <laughs> yes. But if I can fast forward it to age uh, 20, I had a very negative experience with um, a reader um, and it, it just frightened me so much that um, I turned to my father and I said, I don't know why I'm calling you dad, but I just need need help. And he said, I'll take you to my medium. And I went, what? Your medium? You didn't you know you had one? a medium. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I met her. Her name was Sadie Nickerson. Uh, she passed in 2001. I'm doing my work in dedication to her work. But um, she took my hands, looked into my eyes and said, let's start again. And I burst into tears. <laughs> So oh, wow. uh, it's because of the negativity. I will never, ever, ever do that to my clients. I mean, it just puts it put me off and I would just never do it to anybody else. You know, I, I remember that in your book, this woman gave you all this negative, these negative predictions. Yes. It's, and uh, yes. Did they come true? No, they didn't. Oh, Lord. Now, I will have to preface it by saying she was very, very good with the police work that she did. But I really do believe it affected her way. Yes, It's a yes. very negative thing because you actually become the victim to get the information. And I just affected yeah. her. Poor thing. So, well, yeah. That's but what a terrible way to start. I mean, and, and yeah. that's really a, a bit of a warning to people that yeah. um, you, if you want to go to a medium or a psychic or a tarot reader or whatever it is, always get some references and find out how people have felt about what was said during those readings. Because there are some people who, with the best of intentions, will tell you terrible things. And as, as you just said, Carolyn, they don't come to pass, but they sure do mess up your life. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so many sitters give their power away to a psychic. And I tell them, you take your power back. You are in control. You know, be very, very careful. And I, I agree with you, Roberta. I think it's very, very important to get uh, some kind of recommendation. Word of mouth is, is, is the way to go, for sure. Yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So you've always had it. And you, you had like grandparents or something, didn't you? That <laughs> Yes, I did. Uh, both sides, Roberta. I, I mean, right, I, I really come by it honestly. <laughs> My that's an interesting thing. Yeah. I, and I just let's let just mention that to people. If you have people in your family who have psychic gifts, you may be surprised to find it does run in families. Okay, talk about these people who had it too in your life. Well, my grandparents, well, my grandfather on my dad's side used to see a psychic weekly, which I do not recommend. Um, No. no, I I actually fire clients. If they come too often, I'll say, no, I don't want to see you for another six months because I just think that they need to take control of their life and not have it run by a psychic or a medium, you know. Yes. uh, He he was that. And um, my grandparents on my mom's side, they were uh, entrepreneurs. They were hair dressers and my grandmother's client was a medium her name is jenny wilder she's long since passed and she was a trumpet medium and she was also the medium for our prime minister mackenzie king so my mother was not allowed to be in the dining room uh when she would come over because they would have seances and the trumpet would be flying all over the room all right explain trumpet medium what is that (laughs) Well, people would say, what, trumpet medium? Yeah. They just drove off the road, so we have to explain what it is. <laughs> well, um, I know in Lilydale you can talk to people about this too, but it's it's a collapsible 
tube that's uh, large at one end, small at the other, usually made out of aluminum, and it gets charged with light energy so that the the illuminated paint is glowing in the dark. Uh, these these mediums work in the dark, uh, and it's got to do with their ectoplasm. It, it can be um, um, affected by light. So anyways, the spirit from uh, working through the medium grabs a hold of these trumpets and um, with Jenny what she what her um, experience was is you could actually hear disembodied voices that you recognize coming through the end of the trumpet now this is a very very old-fashioned way of doing things I don't know of any medium that actually does it this way I've seen Stuart Alexander he's yeah, from yeah. England he's a physical medium He's not, I'm not that. I'm not a physical medium. But. Well, that, that's the difference, everyone. Physical mediums are the ones that are, work in the dark, go into trance, produce ectoplasm. Um, we, we have our wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, has been for more than a decade developing some mm-hmm. physical mediums in, in his, literally in his home. And it's working amazingly well. But it's a, you're right, it's a totally lost art. Now... Mm-hmm. Nearly all mediums are, are mental mediums, and that can also work very well, just not maybe as fancy as the ones with the trumpets. Well, you know what, Roberta? The, the reason why it's evolved into mental mediumship is there was a lot of fraudulent acts with the working in the dark. Yes, that's it. So it would be yes. using levers and pulleys to make things move. So Spirit got wise to it and said, okay, let's do it a different way. We'll use mental mediumship, which is using all five senses, you know, sight, hearing, um, uh, sensing, smelling, and um, what's the other one? The fifth one, I, I'm at a loss. Oh, tasting. So they, they um, impress the, uh, the, men, the medium that way. And so it can be done during the day, in the light, and uh, there's no fraudulence, uh, no fraudulent behavior. Which yeah. is possible, right? That's what, I mean, it's just, this is what we're used to now. We are all used to the notion that that mental mediums are talking mentally with our with our dead loved ones, and the wonder is that it works as well as it does. I've had some extraordinary readings with very good mediums. Wonderful. But now, now it comes really the, the, your, your guidance and help. And one of the things about your book that's great is you really bring them in. You have guides who who basically are your maitre d's or whatever uh, <laughs> master of ceremonies. Um, when, when you're doing this work, talk about your guides a little bit. Do you do, do what do you know of them? Very little, honestly. Um, I, and I remember my mentor saying that your journey will be a journey of trust and faith. And to have the faith of a child, it sounds extraordinarily easy, but it isn't. Um, so my guides change a lot uh, just because of the, the road I decided to take. Uh, doesn't make me any more special, just puts more demands on them. So, <laughs> so they I, change often. You, yeah. don't, you don't have like one buddy who's like your major guy. No, it, they're, they're, it's a group. Huh, yeah. fascinating. Okay. And uh, they are here according to what I am learning or how my work is, is moving along. So, you know, they have millennia of experience and certain things they know very, very well. So they are here uh, to help. They are not our guardians, which are our loved ones that we know. Yes. These yes. guys are assigned to us according to where we are in our life plan. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so um, you're a medium out in the world. Yeah. Do you? Are you picking up things all the time? You walk into a restaurant and you're picking up 
things about people in the restaurant? Or can you turn it off? I turn it off uh, for a very good reason. I was actually hospitalized in 2004 because I had overdone it. I just oh, tried, dear. I, yeah, my central oh. nervous system. And uh, so it was a huge lesson learning for me. I do not go on unless I'm working. And that's because I, I want to be like my mentor. I, I want to be able to do this till the ends of my days. And I have to conserve energy. It's basically that's the reason. So, no, I don't, I'm not on all the time. And I really think that that's like psychic assault. You know, you're picking up information that's none of your business. You know but, what I'm saying? But, but how do you turn it off? Because people are curious to know how this really works inside uh, your mind. Do you just say to your guides, I'm, I'm, I'm off duty tonight and go in the restaurant? Well, because I've been doing this for so long, Roberta, it's an automatic thing. But if something starts trickling in, I'll just say, uh-uh, no, not, not now, not appropriate. And if you want me to read for them, have them give me a shout. You know, it's like I'm not doing oh, this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that it's very, sense. very rare that that would happen to me anymore. Yeah. How does it feel to be a medium? I mean, do you, well, of course, you wouldn't know how it feels to be like us. So, but, but are, are you more alert in general to what's around you? And not just human, you know, messages, but um, are you communicating with, with birds, with plants, with, with, the, with the environment more, do you think, than most of us are? Very aware. I'm very aware that even inert objects have energy. If you take it down to the molecular level, it's there's energy, you know, like the atoms and stuff yes. like that. Yes. So I'm very aware of that. I will also, I remember I was in a, a borough in England and I wanted to take a stone home. And there was a friend who had uh, divining rods and I said, would you please, let's ask to see if we're allowed to take any stones out of the borough. And the answer was no. Oh and my. Then I said, yeah, and then the I said, well, can we take one outside of the borough? And it swung out. Absolutely, yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. Um, uh, these divining rods are just so um, magical. So, yeah, I, I just believe everything has um, a conscience or a, um energy or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's What's interesting to me is that when I first understood that everything is composed of consciousness energy, I first that was when I first thought you know maybe rocks or you know maybe maybe all these inert objects, maybe a car. Um, I, I but it starts to boggle your mind when you think all of this stuff is on some level alive and or conscious. However, yes. there are there are. I, um, I remember reading once about a long time ago when I was reading, just reading evidence. Someone said that there was a planet in the solar system, no, universe, much bigger than the solar system, planet in the universe, where the life is silica-based. So if we want to incarnate there, it feels normal to us when we're there. But we, if, we, if, if someone else comes with a, a carbon-based body, not a silica-based body, we seem not to move at all because we're moving yeah. very slow. What do you say? Yeah, are you telling me you think that's true? Well, you know what? I've also heard that there are uh, atmospheres that are chlorine-based. So there was no oh, way we could live there. Absolutely no way. Not in this body. And so we did have a different body. Well, yeah. I, I had a wonderful – this fellow is going to win the Nobel Prize for his consciousness theory of every, everything. His name is Bernardo Castrop. And when I, when I had him on, actually, we haven't yet aired his uh, interview, so everybody watch for that one. Um, when I had Bernardo on, I told him this story. And he said, well, you know, what's interesting is silica is one of the very few kinds 
of minerals that actually could be alive. And he explained it then. I thought, oh my heavens, my mind is blown. Maybe it, maybe that was true. Maybe there is a planet where well, life is silica-based. Well, here's another story. Um, I went to see somebody who's a remote viewer, very FBI, very straight-laced, you know, that kind of gentleman. And he was actually teaching uh, remote viewing. And he was talking about a gentleman uh, who was a scientist, and he was in his um, lab, and he was talking to a, a, a gun. And the guy, yeah, the guy was saying, "What? What are you doing?" And he says, "I'm asking permission to change the shape of the gun, and it will work so much easier if I ask permission." Isn't that something? Even from a scientist, that is boggling. Yeah. Oh, I want to add, add, mention something, too. You were talking about the universe and how we're all connected. Yes. I want to throw this one out to you, Roberta. Oh, dear, what? <laughs> oh, I think, I think you'll find it fascinating. So I was told by spirit that each and every one of our experiences in the uh, planet, on the planet, in the universe, in the universes, goes back to source as experience. So our experience is continually feeding source. And so as we're perfecting, source is perfecting even further. Isn't that amazing? That yes. Yeah. And But, but you, you could see the cycle to a certain extent when you study the afterlife, as I have fairly mm-hmm. intensively over decades, mm-hmm. because we gradually evolve in what we think of as the afterlife and eventually join what we call the seventh level, which is source. That's so, right. We are, yeah. we are, eventually we're going to be there too. We're and earning our way. There's no, there's no time, therefore, yeah. essentially, we're there now. We're earning our way there, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, our, because we come here in with such limited minds, trying to understand this from here, it makes your eyes cross. It really does. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're going to get it all. They tell us repeatedly, we will understand it all once we get there in our back and our vast eternal minds. But here, we're sort of, you know, in a limited, it's like ants compared to what we're going to feel like when we're there. But anyway, you and I could just probably brainstorm for days. But <laughs> I, 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 need, well, I need to ask you some questions because people are going to be curious about that you you teach and mentor people in mediumship is this a big thing you do or is it just occasionally um i will say this i have a mediumship group that has become my family they've been students for years and they're incredibly gifted um, because they've just stuck with it everybody can be a medium if they want to uh, so i i do teach them i don't have another mediumship class at the moment but i do have two psychic development classes, and I believe that people should uh, work with their guides and angels with psychic development first before they go in with the me- uh, mediumship. Yes, probably that's to. really true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they are more protected and loved with their guides than they are sometimes with the spirit people. So uh, so that's how I, I teach, is psychic development first, mediumship second. Yeah. That's great. And can it be just anybody? I really want to do this with you, Carolyn, or is it more people who have some gifts that you've tested and you think that they really can develop? My sense is this is if they come to me, they've 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 passed the muster. You know, they've done their, their really? work. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I I accept everybody and uh it's very rare that I, I have a student that I just feel is not working well with this. 
Um, Fascinating. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, the, I'm encouraged to think, I think I'm as psychic as opposed to, and then it turns out I'm channeling. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, you don't know everyone. You, we, we don't, we think whatever happens in our lives is normal. And we don't realize that all of us have gifts. It's just our gifts are, are different. Each of us has a different set of gifts. And, and you know, to me, that's a w- wonderful thought. You know, with gifts as well, is because it's so natural, we don't see and easy. We don't see it as a gift. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Oh, my goodness. That's me. I really feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it turns out not to be true. So that's wonderful. So we, we're going to get her website is easy. It's kids. Carolyn Molnar dot com. dot com. Right, Carolyn? That's it, yes. And so you can go there and just find out whatever she's able to do to help you. I think I'm going to ask for a reading with you, actually, dear, because oh uh, after having read your book, I think <laughs> I'd like to see what you have to say. Now, you, the book that you wrote, um, which I, you, as you can imagine, I read a lot of books in this field just because I interview their authors. And I love the ones that are happy sprightly, you know, sort of, I want to turn the page because this is easy and fun prose. Uh, this is what most people now want. They want, they don't want to wade through anything heavy. And your book is delightful because it is so bright and so full of interest, so sort of interesting things. And it's not too long. I mean, a lot of people put filler in there. You haven't done that either. I just think your book is a delight. Well, it's you. called Compassionate Messenger, and it has a great forward by Stuart Alexander. Now, I didn't know know who he is because he's still he's still active right he must be quite old uh he's not that old i think he's like in his 60s but i I, he has gone uh private he's still sitting with his group and Mm -hmm. very few people can get to see him anymore um how can i but he is a phenomenal phenomenal um medium and so honest and so kind and the what's wonderful is i've been in Uh, talks with him because I'm going to be writing, I am in the midst of writing another book and there is a chapter called The Ectoplasmic Hand that is going to be included. So we're working back and forth just to to get this right for him and for me. So uh, I haven't lost touch with him. Uh, He's, a, as I say, a, a, a very gifted medium and I feel so honored and privileged to see his work. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I knew the name, but I didn't know much about him. So I had to find out and I connected with my friend Craig Hogan and said, don't tell me about this guy. Oh, he raved. So if he thinks he's good, he must be wonderful. He's a physical medium, everyone. And he's a historian of spiritualism. Now in the heyday of spiritualism in in the um, UK, especially there was a lot more of physical mediumship done. Now it's primarily mental mediumship there too. But he talked in, in his foreword about the decline in the quality of mental mediums over the last half century, yes. which which I, I didn't know that that actually was something. I thought I was just a grump about it, but apparently that really has been the case. Talk about that. Why, why do you think that's happening? I think we've gotten lazy, really. Okay, well, that's true, yes. And um, see, for me, it's all about evidence. I want to know if you have brown eyes and a, an earring in one ear, you know, but I, I feel that the messages have gotten so general and that's what i mean by being lazy you know my grand your grandmother's here and she's sending you love well every grandmother yes, right. pretty much does that so oh, that's right. 
Yeah. So she liked I, to bake you cookies, right? Yeah. Of course. Of course, mine didn't, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she was too busy being a medium. No, yeah. I mean, I, then she was running a store or whatever she was doing. <laughs> but but um, so you think it really is the case. How do we turn that around? I think that um, the sitters or clients have to be discerning and um, stop going to people that give uh, mediocre messages. Now, I will say this. Not every message is the same for every client that I have. A lot of the clients have to watch what they bring to the table in the way of their attitude and their beliefs and their skepticism. Well, there's nothing wrong with healthy skepticism, but you need to be open to receive, right? Or else spirit says, you know what? It's too much work. Forget it. I'm not doing this. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 You go see someone else, you know? Yes. No, I've learned my lesson because I have had readings with, with a few very good mediums, but I know what you mean. There are some who give you such general information, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, you know, a female uh, could be a grandmother, a cousin, or, you know, whatever, and she has dark hair and she loves you. Well, there's, you know, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, there was someone who uh, pointed to her eyebrow. She said, why is your mother pointing to her? She knew it was my mother. She knew her name. Why is she pointing to her eyebrow? Well, that's evidential. Nobody could know that. You know, mm-hmm. that that's the kind of thing which I think we all hope for. Um, yeah. I, I, is, is there a, a registry? I mean, I know of a couple, and I don't know if there is one that you think is really good where, where people have been tested, or do you think that makes sense either? Because I've tried some that were on registries, and they really, really were not that different from some that I were really, not. I really don't know that. I'll tell you, I learned a big lesson from the Diana Princess of Wales. I just don't read about myself. I just don't. Because, you know, I could do... Is that what uh, Diana said? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. She used to Poor read about kid. herself in the newspaper and get so depressed. And I thought, I'm not doing oh, this. No. Because it's somebody's opinion. It's not necessarily truth, right? So That's right. Yeah, I, I have not heard of a registry. Although, um, Di- uh, Donna Smith Moncrief's book, uh, Medium 7, lists uh, about 18 mediums that she actually interviewed and actually came and watched them work without letting them know. So it was sort of her way of, of figuring out who would make the book and who wouldn't. So that that's a pretty good thing. I don't know. I think they're all Canadians, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have interviewed here. Her, she's been on Seek Reality, and she's yeah. a wonderful person, very yeah. scrupulous and very honest. Very scientific. Yes, yeah, scientific. I, that was refreshing, actually, yeah. in this field. Mm-hmm. But I get, I have the sense that we are becoming a more scientific, more developed field. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a time when um, I would, I would hear from people who were doing all kinds of strange things that they wanted to me to interview them, and if, I, I wasn't. I was being very careful about what I, what the inter- people I would interview. But I don't hear from those people. I think it's new age has become old age. At this point, people are not so interested in the weird things anymore, especially since a lot of them are just, you know, who knows, imagination. Well, yeah. And with this work, boy, you you must have to love it to keep on with it. I mean, yes, I'm doing a um, I'm putting together a documentary that's based on science and mediumship to to prove what goes on with the body. And I'm really excited about it. It's in its infancy and it, it will be hopefully moving along shortly. We're still gathering. You know, it's a big project. So 
but it's all about science for me. You know, it's like proof. Let's have the proof. Yes, that's exactly right. That's right. All right, well, t- tell us a little more about this documentary, Science mm-hmm. and Mediumship. Yeah. So you, and, and what happens with the body when, when yeah. someone is a medium? Really? That's what you said? Yeah, that's it. And uh, remember when I was telling you I, I don't, I'm not on all the time, only when yes. I have to be? Uh, it's because it, it, it can, uh, for me it does, uh, drain my energy. So I want to understand that. What is that? So, um, and apparently a lot of mediums have migraines. They, and uh, a lot of them are diabetic. Not all of them, but, you know, really? there, there's a correlation. What is that about? I want to know. You know? What's interesting is that seems to be a problem. People who are physical mediums and go into trance or produce ectoplasm seem to, a lot of them, develop diabetes and, and yeah. other sort of diseases of stress that shorten their lives. Yes, it's true. Uh, it it pulls energy from different organs. I know I've been sitting in in uh, audiences and uh, I'm I'm doubled over. They somehow like the energy that I'm emitting and they just grab it. And you know I'm just I'm half asleep and I'm doubled over because uh, it's just the medium, especially a physical medium, needs that energy to grow the ectoplasm, oh, yeah. the voice, and all that stuff. I, you know, and it you know what I give it generously because it is such an, a rare phenomenon that I, I I want to be a part of, uh, but I am not a physical medium. I am no. not. No. no. I I will not give up my my um, soul for that kind of thing. And you really do. You give up your spirit so that other spirits can work in your body. And I, I just, I'm too much. I want more control than that. <laughs> you know, yeah, for, for sure. Well, yeah. uh, not everybody is called to do, as we know, oh. a lot of things. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, we each have guides we each made plans before we came in and we have guides who help us fulfill our plans and clearly this is what you had come in to do yes. and um now you're now you're doing it yes um let, one, one thing you said in your book i'd just like to mention you said my clients tend to be about 90 percent female yes. there are very few men who work in my field why is that well, you, you say you've talked – I mean, your husband, by the way, seems like a neat guy, too. Um, it's, he Apparently, he's he's a little jaundiced about what you do, but on the other hand, he seems to be open to it, which is a good thing. <laughs> yes, um, yes, he and, is. Uh, but you said you think the reason that it's primarily a female field is because mediumship is an art and not a science, and men need a physical kind of thing to believe in, and if you can't – if it's not physical, it's hard for them to really grasp it. Yeah. But what do you mean to say when you say it's an art and not a science? It, where we're just saying it was a science. So no, I want to prove it by science. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's an art, yeah. but we prove it. Okay, by science. So All the right. art means for me, it's like a creative part of the soul. It's the right brain function. Whereas our society is left brain rules, regulations, um, right. and the left brain wars with the right brain when we're doing this work because it wants to keep us safe so we'll say oh this is dumb you're making it up this isn't logical and and i think that we have to kind of harness that left brain and say you know what you do have a function and i know that you're not going to go away but right now i want to do this and and there's going to be that constant thing until you're ready to just accept this creativity okay so so but it it, is it do, are men more skeptical by nature or are they more shy about these things they're more are logical they, they're more logical to my mind really okay yeah. mm-hmm. 
not all of them, but most of them. And um, yeah, it, it takes a creative brain to to do this work. Yeah. What's interesting is that the the people that I know who are working in this or related fields, the men I know are very often um, gay. They yeah. they very often are more female in their own orientation, which yeah. is which kind of reinforces what you just said. Yes, I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Yes, I've seen that. Uh, well, I've seen that. I mean, it's. Well, I, I think you get to the point where, where you know enough wonderful, wonderful gay men and you come to understand that this is their choice. This is this is how they're wired. Yes. And if they're wired more like women, then clearly they would probably be interested in things that are more like women. And where I, where I was going with that is that one of the wonderful uh, people I know in this field is Peter Wright. And he keeps insisting that your imagination is how you actually connect with spirit. Yes, and I he's agree. proven it. Over and over again. So talk yeah. about that. Well, you know, uh, active imagination. It's, you know, when you get pictures in your head, you know, you just, it, yeah. it, that's that's clairvoyance. We just don't connect it to something right. psychic. Right. But we are that's naturally good. clairvoyant, most of us. Yeah. So, and that to me is active imagination. And But I pay attention to that because that has a lot to do with the work that I'm doing. For sure. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to make sure we just mentioned is Lilydale, which you love. Now, t- tell people about Lilydale. It's a magical place. It's uh, the largest spiritualist community in the world. It's located uh, half an hour west of Buffalo, New York. And it's it opens its doors to the public, uh, I believe it's the last part of June till Labor Day weekend. And in that time, the mediums um, and, and visiting mediums uh, provide workshops they've got a workshop book that you can get on lilydaleassembly.com it won't be ready probably till february or march next year for 2020 and um, they have a healing temple where they have two uh services a day where you can get spiritualist healing they have the stump and the forest temple services where you'll hear mediums work three times a day um, they have restaurants and a hotel on and off the grounds. They've got a library that has incredible uh, works and information, um, a post office, a firehouse. Um, I, I, it's a little community. And um, as I say, it opens its doors in the summer to those who are seeking information. Um, I have friends who have been there. I, it's on my list. I just never seem to have the time to go. But um, I would love to experience it. It's like it's this is like a like a place that time forgot in a way. It's more than a hundred years old, right? That this has oh, been yes. continuing as a as a spiritualist community, and some amazing things have happened there. Most people have no idea. Mm. It's the the website is lilydaleassembly.com. I'll put these in the information too, folks, so that you can you can look it up. But um, I recommend everybody who is a, who is a seeker should go there. I know what one person, Sandra Champlain, who was one of our dear friends, uh, and she decided she was so afraid of, of that there was no life after death that she decided to become a medium herself, and she decided to, to do everything herself. And one of the things she did was to go a little to Lilydale, and she had extraordinary experiences there. So um, this is something everybody, as you point out, everybody should learn to do these things, at least Mm -hmm. enough so you understand they're real. Yeah, well, this is our Mecca. That's how I I look at Lilydale. I love it. 
<laughs> have to visit there at least once in our lifetime, right? Oh yeah. Um, well, it's it's just wonderful that you that you do um, uh, you know go and enjoy it. And I, frankly, I had forgotten about it. And then mm-hmm. I read when I was reading your book and saw how much you loved it. And 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 just it does feel like a magical place the way you write about it. I think I really am going to put it on my list. Go one summer just to have the experience of going and being there. That's wonderful. So what your what is your new book about? Well, it's based on my. Um 2016 uh, Fringe Festival um, experience, uh, my one-woman play. It's called, The title is What? You're a Medium. And- <laughs> right, with a question mark and an exclamation mark. What? Now, I have, to, I have to tell you, that came straight from spirit. I said, well, I wonder what I'm going to call this. And they just echoed that in my ear. I said, that's perfect. They have a great sense of humor. Oh, they do. my. Do they ever. And, um, yeah. So, well, so it's wait, more, wait, talk more about the, the play, though. I mean, what, wait, was it about somebody who developed mediumship, or what? What is the play about? Well, this is the first time ever in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to have a play like this, and it was basically me teaching people about this work and then giving readings to the audience. Oh wow! Yeah. Good for and you. it was uh, it was really funny because there were only ten slots for a ninety-minute play, and. Uh, they called number 10, and it was my name. I jumped out of my seat and screamed and ran out of the room. I was so shocked. Oh, but wow. I thought, you know what? Spirit wants me to do it. I will do it. So I uh, I put my my head to it, I my thoughts to it, and Spirit helped me. And uh, it, that's what it was, was uh, nine shows of teaching people about mediumship, especially the myths. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of them. I know. Oh, I, well, the, the the thing is, people want to believe, but they're terrified that when if they try to believe, they'll be disappointed, and maybe there is no life after death. That's the great fear. Mm. Um, I want to. I'm, I'm afraid to study it because what if it's not real? And uh. so I tell everybody, as you probably do too, as loud as we can, it's the most real thing you could possibly imagine. It's much more real than what's around you now. Um, it's real. And so the mm-hmm. fun you can have in this lifetime, just studying it, mm-hmm. exploring being a medium or, or, and, you know, or going to good mediums and mm-hmm. going to Lilydale and, and going to sit with a, a physical medium at some point and just learning yourself how to communicate with your own guides because to me that's a whole other area which we have not explored nearly enough but uh, there are there is so much you can do with your life to enrich it because all of this really is entirely real well roberta i've been doing this close to 40 years now it better be real (laughs) right that's true i've been doing it my whole life too so Mm -hmm. um yes um i I, it took me about a decade to convince myself it was real Mm -hmm. Uh, and after that it's been katie bar the door i mean this is the most fun anybody can have to be doing this work and to be teaching people what's true what's next for you you're writing a book now yes where do you think you're going with this because you're you're pretty young still so that you have a lot of things still to do. oh honey i'm much older than i look i'm telling you I'm not giving that up, though. I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about how old I am. The older I get, as I have a friend who's, who says, well, one day closer every morning. That's yeah. sort of how I feel at this point. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, we, we all know where we're going. Mm-hmm. No, I just tur- I was turned 73 this year. Congratulations. And I feel as if I'm just getting started. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, I'll tell you the next thing. My vision is with this documentary that I get to uh, show it in various um, venues and film festivals and have a Q&A after so that we, we can talk. Because my whole reason for being here on the planet is not necessarily giving messages. I do that. That's part of the, the situation. But it's education. Yes. So that's that's where I feel I'm going next. And I'll tell you, the magical things that have happened. I mean, I, I was talking to a gal. We were do, working on grants, you know, for um, um, the, the uh, movie. And I'm sitting here at my computer because I'm on with her with on Zoom. And all of a sudden, this curtain of white, sparkly stuff comes waltzing into my room. I stopped the conversation. And I said, I can't believe what I've just seen. And I told her, and she said, oh, got goosebumps. And I said, me too. I don't see stuff like that. But when I know I'm on point, spirit makes it completely and utterly real for me. So oh, that's... Wow. That's where I'm going with this, Roberta. And I do hope that I meet a lot of like-minded people like you. This has been just such a gift just to talk with you about it. And you're sweet. Well, I love talking with you because the thing about doing this work, everyone, is that there are so many good people in this field who are working so hard to get the truth to you. Because when you understand that your life really is eternal, it's impossible for you ever to end. You never began, you never will end. I say that every time we talk. But when you really get what that means, there's nothing in your life that is not going to be transformed for the better. The, the fact, what Carolyn is trying to do is to help people understand you really can think in an eternal frame because you are eternal. And there's no way that that's not true. That's what I'm trying. She and I are basically in the same, doing the same shtick. We're trying to help. <laughs> However, each person will listen a little bit differently and will need probably evidence in a slightly different way. But once you really get this. It changes everything. And when enough people on earth understand that life really is eternal, it's impossible to die, there'll be no more wars, there'll be no more anger or hatred or any of the things that we decry now. The solution to all of humanity's problems is what spirit is trying to do now, which is to roll out to everybody the fact that, hey, this is not just a one-act play. This is an eternal, eternal life. Yes. And so thank you for what you, you're doing. I mean, it's a gift to the world what you're doing. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. So what, what do you want people to take? We're, we're almost at the end of our time. I know it goes very oh fast. <laughs> but but um, what, what would you like people to take away from just hearing you? Um, be very, uh, you know, I'm big about psychic scams, I have to tell you. I want uh, your listeners to be very careful and discerning about who they they choose. Uh, know that you are in control of your life and that a psychic or a medium is mostly a psychic is there to give you signposts and you decide whether or not you want to take it or go a different route. The mediums are there to support you um, uh, touching in with your loved ones. I've, I'm very hesitant um, with mediumship at times because I find that I am not a psychologist, right? Um, and I'm not a grief counselor. And I, I want people to understand that I'm only one tiny part of the solution uh, to to just um, working with their grief and their loss. So um, be very careful about that. Don't get caught up with, um, you know, 
uh, leaning on a medium when you can do it yourself. And if you really would like to touch in with your family, meditate. Your loved ones will reach out to you when you're quiet. And that's very difficult at this time. You know, we're very busy, busy people. And, and we the don't TV's know to, always on. Yes. Yeah, we don't know how to sit still. And if you can sit still, be quiet and focus on your what you want to uh, reach out to, who you want to reach out to, after a while, it will happen. Now, don't say, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. I can't believe it's happening. Just accept what you receive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. We'll have to do this again. I would love that. Thank you, Roberta. Everybody, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm really glad you could be with us today. This has been fun. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, your whole life is going to be energized with joy. Our guest next week will be Dr. Scott Taylor. He's the president and executive director of the Monroe Institute. This is another great place, Carolyn. No kidding. A wonderful place and wonderful people. The Monroe Institute is the legacy of the great 20th century astral voyager Robert Monroe. And if you haven't yet read his books, you, those should go to the top of the list right now. They're journeys out of the body, far journeys, and ultimate journey. I read them when they came out in, in the 90s. And I have to tell you, they, I still live in those books. You must read them. And I, th- I think one of the things that, it, you know, astral travel is not necessarily my shtick, but you learn a lot from someone like Dr. Monroe, who was so, so fearless in what he did. And Scott Taylor has been a trainer for the Monroe Institute for 50 years now. No, I think it's only 30 years. 30 years I made him older than he is. He's an expert in the use of binaural bi- I can't say this word, beat technology. They use this for getting into a state of being able to astral travel. And he's the author and voice of six best-selling CDs of guided meditations on near-death experiences. It is Into the Light series. He's Actually, he's an expert on um, near-death experiences as well. He's served two stints on the board of the International Association for Near-Death Studies, that's IANS, and he serves as a moderator for some of their international conventions. So this, is a, this fellow is a heavyweight and has been for some time in this community, and he's going to come, and I should have done this years ago, he's going to talk to us about Bob Monroe and the Monroe Institute and what they do, and I think some people who, who will hear him will say, okay, that's what I've been looking for, a way to expand my consciousness in, in a setting of people who really know how to help me do it right. This week, we've been talking with the lovely Canadian medium, Carolyn Molnar, whose book is Compassionate Messenger. It's, a, it's really a light account of Carolyn's experience as a medium, and it's it's a fun account. I, as, I, as I say, I became quite engrossed in it. She's had 30 years, more than 30 years, close to 40 years of experience. As a working and teaching medium, she helps clients worldwide. She teaches classes on mediumship and psychic development. She's led workshops in Canada and at the wonderful Lilydale, which she talked about so warmly. Her website is carolynmolinar.com, and I'll put that in the notes too. She's one of the few precious 
really, really good genuine mediums whose work is helping to pave the way toward our next stage of human understanding when everybody will understand the truth of what, what actually is going on. I look forward to that so much. Now, as you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and soon, I promise, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus, and also we're soon to publish the fun of growing with Jesus, which is about the death of a dog and how Jesus helps children with that. You can order all my books through bookstores or on Amazon, and the adult books are also, of course, available as audiobooks. If you ever want to talk to me about anything, about any of my books, or if you have questions, I get emails now every day through robertagrimes.com, and I answer them as fast as I can. It can take a few days sometimes when I get a lot of them, but they're very precious to me because your questions help me understand what you're thinking about and keep me on my toes, and I love it when I'm able to answer questions. But when people are bothered by something, I want to take away the fear and replace it with joy. Yes, you're pets are all fine yes your loved ones love you there's so much i get some interesting questions too frankly Uh, you really keep me on my toes sometimes just make sure you give me your email address because then i can be sure to get back to you about it past episodes of seek reality are available on webtalkradio.net realrevolutionradio.com itunes iHeartRadio, and a number of other stations are all over the place now including those in the wonderful dream vision 7 radio family and many people now tell me that all they do is just they got the Seek Reality app in the iTunes store and it's free and now they just, it's apparently I've never seen one, I don't know what's going on with it, but apparently the new episodes just show up there, so I think that's a lot of fun, and certainly it's easier than going and looking looking for episodes I want you to be able to listen on your time and whenever you're ready so if you ever wonder about it, whether I'm still doing this I think I'll do it probably forever more until, when I stop doing it, you'll notice send the flowers If you ever wonder about where we are now, just go to the robertagrimes.com website and click on the radio tab and you'll learn there where we are, what we're doing, and how to to contact me. If you enjoy these weekly conversations, remember that there's a new blog post each week on robertagrimes.com and we have some wonderful, very lively, I must say, discussions about all the things that that people are interested in uh, on my blog. So try that out too. My job and my joy is helping you understand that your own life really is a perfect, wonderful creation of God. Your own life is is unique, precious, rare. I don't care what you think you've done so far. You have not even begun to do wonderful things. And I want to help you do them. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.